Good evening, friends, and welcome back to Live Reality Games, the network of creators making our favorite shows into our reality. Tonight, we are excited. We are going to break down episode three of Live to Give's season five fans versus favorites versus fa famous. And on our panel tonight, we have some fans, we have some favorites, and we definitely have some famous representing the fans right here i'm your host kirk and like always this is going to be full of spoilers friends so if you haven't seen the episode yet stop watching right now head over to live to give on youtube you can check the link below go watch episode three it's fantastic and then come back and watch us break it all down but before you go hit that subscribe bell and notification bell so you can hear everything dropping in our community and with us tonight, it's an honor. She's back after our Survivor 41 draft with Lance, who's in this season. From Survivor Gabon, wearing the buff today. And you'll also know her from Reality <laughs> Rally. Jillian, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just delighted. I'm thrilled. I'm honored. So thank you so much. And yes, I'm wearing the, my shirt. And this is my buff from my season very smelly if anybody wants to smell it <laughs> <laughs> so it's never been washed no oh no can't do that can't do that no <laughs> jillian how's how's everything going with reality rally well you know sadly COVID did have other ideas for us for the past two years and uh, so we're watching numbers are getting better. Things are better. People are going to events. We did set the date for the first weekend of May. And now I'm busy rolling it out. Well, it won't roll out until January, but there's so much back work to be done, as you guys who run events would know. Um, so there's so much that's going on right now. Uh, yeah, we're planning on getting it rolling on January 2nd. And uh, Everybody check it out. It's realityrally.com and the information will be updated as it happens. And most of it is updated already. So yeah, May five, six, and seven. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Check it out. If you love uh, survivor charities and other reality charities, you have to check out this one. It's one of the best, just like live to give. Also joining the famous on our podcast tonight. This man is no stranger to the gaming world. Maybe you've seen him starting off years ago at Survival Challenge, but he's played <laughs> numerous events. He is none other than the comeback king himself. Jack, welcome to the podcast. Kirk, what's going on? So good to see all you guys. Uh, and as you said, no stranger to the reality world. So it's been a crazy journey, but I'm excited to be here. Good to have some live to give to watch. Good to have some real Survivor to watch. I'm ready to break it down with you guys. I, dude, I think I've seen you in almost every event you've played now. I was almost <laughs> I was almost at the South Africa event, even. I was literally uh, months away from going, and then my schedule got reworked, and I couldn't make it out to the event. So it's, it's cool to see you here, man. Thanks for joining us. With us as well, joining, what would this be? This is our favorites team now, two-time favorite, Idol Magnet, and my personal... This is a stand this might hurt. My favorite confessionalist from the original Grey Tribe, just because I talked to him more. <laughs> we have Cam. Welcome. Hello, Miss Kirk. I'm excited to be here. Um, I also have a confession to make. Another Thanks confession, if you will. You were my favorite, like, behind the camera confessionalist. 
Correct. Oh. So I think that that energy was synergy. It was meant to be, and I'm excited to recreate it tonight. So final two to the end of the podcast, all the way, Cam. All right. <laughs> Love it. Um, it the, the feeling is mutual, my friend. And also, he might have gone home this episode. I already started the spoilers. Here we go. But he made sure to suck up that airtime with one of the best morning redemption art confessionals I've ever seen. It was fantastically edited. The resident doctor of Surviving Real Foot, the podcaster for For the Fans, and multi-LRG player, welcome Stan to the podcast. What's up, guys? Thanks, Kirk. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, that was that was fun. Uh, thanks to Lucas and Hunter for putting together that shot. They filmed it. They woke up. Wait, for filming that shot, um, they woke up at like 5.30 a.m. Like I, nobody was awake. And he's like, I want to get a really good shot of you. And I was just like, as the, thanks to Lucas, let's go. Maybe in a different game. <laughs> um, um, but um, yeah, he was like, it was 5.30 in the morning. The sun is, there's like one red dot, literally, because there was fires over Canada. And it was like one red dot and just like red. And then the lake, and I was just down there chilling, reading the book that I still have, by the way. Um, I kept it as a souvenir. I think I was the only one that kept it as... I'm pretty sure Jack doesn't have his. <laughs> I think I have yours. I got two in case I lost one. I, I, I'm pretty sure I had yours or McRae's because um, you guys threw it away. Um, but yeah, and then they came down. It's like, oh my God, I need to get a camera, get a camera and film this. And it, it was amazing. Um, I'm glad that, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint a lot of my LRG friends that were like spamming the live to give um facebook page with team stan uh, the whole time I was like oh, these guys are gonna be so devastated <laughs> from when the video came out it was it was really it was really fun like i was in a um, a weekend with a, a bunch of like real footers and they were all like no right when i got to the airbnb so it was, it was, it was a fun experience but <laughs> You know, like I had an amazing, amazing time. I think a, a lot of behind the scenes, I was never on camera for the rest of the weekend, but I got to meet like a lot of amazing, amazing people like Izzy and the Dragon Slayer. And it was my it was dad. Oh, so actually, I got tight with Jack's dad. We were drinking beers at his Mercedes camper, like talking about <laughs> life. Ben Ashes, yeah. Um, but like, it was such an amazing experience. It got to know like everyone else. And I was like the king of pre-Ponderosa or something like that. <laughs> but it was such an amazing weekend. So, you know, in the words of Pete Morgan, you don't have to wear the crown every time to win the game. <laughs> Great quote. And Stan, you're definitely the king of uh, Funderosa, as Funderosa. I got to, oh I God, got yeah. to uh, frequent a couple times in the garage. <laughs> almost, almost got kicked out. Yes. By so, Nicole. <laughs> but we have one more introduction, and we're we're almost 10 minutes into this sucker. This man needs no introduction. He's the host with the most. He's keeping everything together, and he is snuffing the torches one by one. Brandon, welcome back. <laughs> yeah. I think you've been here before. I, I don't think I've been on before. I think it was Alex and Sean. This is my first one. Oh, uh, so welcome, really, my friend. I'm really excited. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And it's good to see all of you. Um, it's so 
funny now talking because I've seen so much footage and behind the scenes stuff. So I'm excited to see your guys' reactions to everything that we've uh, put together. Kirk has filmed and uh, Jillian has watched. So yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm really curious to hear some stuff from Jillian, but but right now, Brandon, the episode's called Ride the Rainbow, and I actually missed the quote. Who said that? Elaine Elaine was talking about wanting Bergen out, and she was saying that I'm either going to ride the rainbow with him or, or his ass needs to go home. So that was the, uh, the episode quote. And she's got so many good quotes that we probably could have put in there, too, but that was a pretty... Uh, it was just so fitting for her in this episode, I think, too. It's so perfect. And sometimes um, when I when it's a great cast, I have some alternative titles for the episode. I want to so hear them. <laughs> here's episode three's alternative titles. And I understand why I missed Elaine's quote, because right next to that, she said, I'm stupid. I can't have that around. <laughs> I thought that was freaking fantastic. <laughs> um, my next favorite... I appreciate your snacks, but I got my eye on you, yep. James, yep. which is spot on. And I also really liked, sometimes it's good to set the bar low by our own Jack Atkins. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. I say that all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you was... get everybody fooled and wondering what you're going to do. Uh, they think, oh, yeah, he's he's gone. <laughs> so there you go. It worked. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, it was definitely a crazy. I mean, I don't know what, if you want to get into the episode, but facing off with Stan was was a crazy uh, experience. Stan and I go way back to a real foot, um, and we've we've hung out before the event and everything too. So it was such a shame not only to go home first, but to see him walk in soon after me, and then I have to have to eliminate him. Uh, sorry, but. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Uh, Brandon knows it was it was a pretty epic challenge. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and like I wasn't there for that, so we had no idea what was happening. So watching that the first time, well, one whoever edited that that intro part where it's like Stan, the beautiful sunrise. He's meditating. He studied this. He's the wisest man on the earth. And then Jack just come through. You know, I'm a college student. Vibes, vibes, vibes. We're gonna get this vibes. That deserves an Emmy in my book because that was like I was cackling to myself the entire time. That was amazing. Uh, Jillian, we saw two very different strategies go down at that redemption challenge. So it was basically studying for a test, and we had, you know, somebody studying for long term memory, and we have Jack kind of studying for the short term. Are you asking me what I thought? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess. What do you think? Well, you know, they're sitting there clutching the little ABC cubes, <laughs> sitting on haystacks, which I'm sure were pricking their rear ends a little bit. Um, and, you know, we all expected Jack not to know a darn thing because he'd admitted, although maybe he hadn't really. Um, and we expected, we as the watchers, we're expecting him to just to blast, you know, blast himself out by having zero, zero, zero. And then Stan, of course, was keeping right up with him, which was amazing. And, uh, you know, the other two are sort of sitting there. It's like, what did they get two each? It's like, duh. <laughs> they maybe didn't even look at anything. Um, so you kind of even forgot they were there on their haystacks or their hay bales or whatever they are. Um, you forgot that they were there because these other two were in competition. 
um, with deadpan faces. I mean, this was either was great. And I must say, I'm so impressed at all of what they knew. If that information is all in their book, then well done. Because I'm sorry, but I obviously haven't seen every one of your seasons, which I'm now totally hooked, so I will be watching. Um, uh, yeah, so much information. It's incredible. So well done. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I think Jack put So I guess it's my turn to talk because it was a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> first of all i love jack like there's not a single person that i would have lost to wanted to lose to more than him like i gave him a hug i'm like you're playing this for the both of us you know i told him cam had the idol to take him out don't ever like don't trust them um i did um and then i told him everything um ja i was Obviously, I wanted to win. I, I, I said that. I said that the, the night before. I I think Jack McRae and Aaron and Jack had a confessional. Like we asked Stan to not. This is the four of us just wing it because they weren't planning on studying. They had like twenty minutes to read the thing, um, and I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I remember it was at night, Jack. Yeah, no one was mad at that. We all just kind of threw it out there just for the sake of uh equity but when like, you said you were gonna study no i don't think anyone was upset i think we all were just like all right i guess we lost let's just go to sleep and i had no expectations of winning i think right nine times i think that we talked nine. about that and i'm like you know guys like i get it i want i flew all the way to minnesota I, I'm, I'm gonna read it like this is an overnight medical school mm. exam like it's not that bad like yeah i'm not gonna know the thing is i don't know specific details i know everything like the concepts and what who said this and who said that and how long how many girls are, but i didn't go to like the questions were you know i spoke to alex about this afterwards like how many people said you got this like who counts at the end how many people you got yeah. it? i knew everything that sunday said the three things that sunday said at that time what placements they all got how many girls how many guys i knew everything except for like one word that changed in sunday's initial quote that mm -hmm. jack said false i said true and it just so happened it was a 50-50 shot because who would remember the exact Sunday quote, right? So I was, dude, if you ask content, I can go probably yeah. a 90% on content if you get and, 100 questions. And with that Sunday quote, to me, I remembered it sounding right. I thought it was probably true, but I figured that you would think it was true. So I you guess false just to give myself a chance to, to come back. Right, right. That point, I was in the lead at that point. Yeah, at that point, if you got one more right, then I was going That's lose. it, yeah. right. And like I expected the challenge to be like Jack, McCray, and Aaron kind of like getting two or three. So mm -hmm. I get six or seven, I win. Mm -hmm. But like, Same. you know, it, 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 the funny thing is all of production, I was so Jack, you, Aaron, and McCray kind of went to bed in the, the 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 tent and then all of production's like okay this is obvious we stan's gonna win tomorrow they all went back to alex wagner's house like well, like stan wins like like everyone they're like because i was studying and i was like reading the passages and stuff and in the morning after lucas filmed lucas or hunter i can't remember filmed the confessional and everyone kind of started trickling in at 6 30 like wait what the fuck you're studying and i'm like yeah i've been up since like before sunrise because you split it up. The study, you split it up so you get that moment of rest. You let it sink in. Then you restudy it in the morning. That's how you yeah. can do the test. That's like, but, you know, the college student, I can't beat a college student who, who, who knows I, how to do multiple choice. I don't do multiple choice. Yeah, I just was, yeah, I got super lucky. Just made, everything was an educated guess, honestly, <laughs> and it just happened to work out. And it like, and then at that point when I lost to Jack, I was like, dude, that's not my game. It's not my game at all. Like, it's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Uh, me and Cam were in that first puzzle. Had we got the first puzzle, I wouldn't have gone home. 
second, if we won that second challenge, we wouldn't have gone home. Fine, I got blindsided. That's the name of the game. But I could have won my way back. And I actually would have been, I was the only time I realized how good of a position I would have been in is if I put myself in your shoes, Jack, if I went to your tribe, because I was sitting next to Angie in the, the meal and we were like getting tight and like people elder was there who was like, you know, like people I could potentially work with, but mm. I couldn't win a challenge to save my life. And I think that's the point where you have to accept it's not your game. Like it is what it is. Like you can, you can, um, you know, like it's just, just the next game. It is what it is. And I just enjoyed my time and, you know, you go pre-merge sometimes it's all good. <laughs> well, you know, that is one of the biggest words post-survivor and i'm sure anybody else who's played survivor in the post-survivor chats is if if only if if you know and that's what happens is all the little twists and turns which brandon you and your your tribe your team have put together so perfectly that's what changes things um what what if i had of what if he had of what if she had of i mean all of that is 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 the mystery of these games and it was the mystery of survivor is the mystery of survivor i'm glad they're back that's why i love these games so much because you can almost always go if 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 this happens i could have won and i feel like a lot of players always have that scenario at least a handful have that possible scenario um benjamin snyder wrote us and said what season of real foot was this that stan lost to jack was that how it played out well i met stan i was on what real foot Eight. seven real foot eight and stan, stan was, was on the production eight. team so i met him yeah 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 stan was the doctor resident doctor yeah that that had jack ran into um a pile of hornets um stan i would have probably been, been called if there yeah. was anaphylaxis i would probably be called from green from gray because we heard from like you and Kristen, like oh my god there's something going on in green stan we need to call you like maybe like someone tipped me that something was going on. I didn't know it was Jack. I would probably be running to his tribe. And be like, oh my god, what what's going on with you, Jack? <laughs> I still have like scar, like bite marks from those hornets. Like it's, I, it's that's it's so funny because that happened before when I played um, Real Foot Six, which is Battle Royale, which is like the kind of like the All Star version of Real Foot in Six. And they invited a bunch of returnees. This guy cut one of the guys cut himself in the finger with a machete, Ooh. like straight up, like his flesh is out. And I like you know just did some first aid. I'm like, all right, whatever. I can take off the skin. It'll be fine. Put a bandage on. And homeboy used the same hand to bolt me out. And I'm like, <laughs> you mfer. <laughs> um, it was Kyle Peppers. It was Kyle Peppers. I love him. He's a great guy. But you know, I, I tell everyone it's not. Don't don't ever think of me like I do everything for you guys. But don't just because I help you out doesn't mean you can't help me out. So. Abs absolutely, Stan. And you know, this this whole arc for you, one of my favorite parts was you talking about your charity. I personally love these confessionals, Brandon. It Because one thing, I don't know if you know this, Jillian, the players aren't supposed to talk about their charity um, throughout the event. So the only time we really get to hear their true, real stories is in these confessionals. And I just adored Stan's. Yep. Yeah, and you know, that is the thing too. And uh, one of the quotes, I, I can't remember who said or what, I can't keep track of the time. But uh, one of the quotes it was, keep in mind your charity. 
And that to me was so powerful because that is why, I mean, yes, we all have fun doing all these things. I mean, it's amazing all the stuff that's come out of Survivor into everybody's own survivors and Survivor games, but we all do it. And that's why I think I love yours, your, your whole event, Live to Give, Brandon, because just look at that, $72,465 was raised by your <laughs> tribes. I mean, that is incredible. And for each one, and yes, Dan, I, I loved, I'm actually a nurse by profession. I'm an nice. artist. Awesome. And uh, I nursed, when I worked in pediatrics, I nursed several oh families. God. In I'll fact, one family had five children, and they all had cystic fibrosis. So, oh, my God. Um, I yeah, have, like, so, I just had my CF clinic today. Um, it was great. I love the families. Jack, do you know, Jillian made a, made a comment on, uh, you know, put your charity first. Who's that from? I don't know. It was from Wagner. It was for Wagner season two. Ah. Alex it, made, it made the confessional. It made the confessional. I, I, I actually I wanted I wanted them to edit Sundays because I was like there was a part there is like I never met Sunday. Heard all my friends are from Sunday. This is what you said one two three and like I like recited it from my head. What Sunday's like? I feel like like I met her through the, her passage that I kind of like learned and they didn't cut that. Like I thought that was a better confessional than like McPhail's, but I knew it like there was, Brian had like a dragon slayer on slay the dragons. And I was like, I'm going to slay Rena if I come back. Oh my God. That didn't make the cut either. <laughs> but um, I had like a long ass confession. I mean, obviously can't put it all, but I gave uh, them a lot of uh, sound bites. I'm like, pick whatever you want, put it in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're always looking for stan when we're behind the camera we're just like give us more give us more to play with um another little just connection between live to give and lrgs is in a couple weeks we're hosting a game night and the creator of the game is nick metzler who was featured as one of the answers of the questions from season four he had the longest uh bio and that was the answer He's going to be hosting Bobble Party. We're going to have invitations open to the public next week. So if you want to join us for a crazy Zoom night coming up in just a few weeks, it's going to be our Thanksgiving feast back to our fans. Thank you for following us for the past year and a half, and we hope you continue to do so. Um, Jack wins the challenge, guys. He is the comeback king. This dude has literally won. You, you saw it on the circle. He was a catfish, and then he came back as a catfish. He literally came <laughs> back. And a game you don't know about, unless you follow me, Coco Pele, he literally mastered the comeback challenge. He was the only player to really figure it out. It was a social deduction werewolf-like game. He knew exactly the strategy to get into. He went into it. He did it. And literally nobody was competition for him. <laughs> he came back to the game. Thank and now you. we have your third comeback win what is going to be your next jack i think my strategy at this point is just to get myself voted out first so i could have the most opportunities to come back even though <laughs> i never win after that but um who knows you know the, the the funny thing is with like survivor and strategy games in general i hate second chances <laughs> like when as a viewer i'd hate watching people come back into the game but when i'm playing i always seem to be the one who comes back into the game i'm like all right i guess i guess we're here now um, but yeah, it was so exciting. You know, I never really expected coming into Live to Give to be that the first boot. Um, I was very disappointed in myself. And so to have that, and then obviously I, I really did think I was going to lose to Stan. So I'd kind of given up at that point, but to, to pull that, that win out and have another chance at the game, uh, a game, especially Live to Give is always so 
there's so many twists and turns that even if you're at the bottom, there's there's always a way to scrap by and survive. So I was super excited to come back to the game uh, and, and to draw that purple buff and then see my new tribe. It was it, it was it was pretty sweet. And Brandon, that's the twist of this episode is we're about to swap from four into three. And my original I wore gray on purpose today. My original gray tribe is no You're more. So They're gone. They are gone. Which for Katie and Cam, it was, it's, you know, what sounded like a great scenario. They wouldn't have to be together since there's a tribe swap and, you know, stuff gets mixed up. <laughs> but Cam, <laughs> we swap and how, do you, how are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone at that point was like either expecting or wanting a swap. I personally wanted a swap. I love Bergen and Serena to death, but I was like, I don't know. They're very tricky. Bergen's got that immunity that's going for forever. I wanted out. I was like, okay, we did this together. Let's move on. Um, and then when we had the swap, I was expecting, we're at 20. So I was expecting two tribes of 10. We started off small, get a little bigger. Uh, so the third tribe was a little question mark. But then I think we had all of two seconds to process that someone was being brought back. And then Jack literally just like running through. So it was like, someone's coming back, it's Jack. And then for me, I was like, okay, well, I voted two people out before. I was kind of like the the reins behind the McRae vote. And then obviously Stan wrote my name down. So I don't know if we had a rapport to go back on. So I was like, Jack's back. I dodged the bullet. There was a 50-50 chance that someone I voted out was coming back. So I was excited. Didn't know that Stan told Jack that I had the idol and not to trust me. Maybe that plays a factor moving forward. Who knows? We'll keep watching. I mean, overall, like the swap, I needed a swap, uh, less than ideal, like I said in my confessionals, but I mean, I think it played out how it should have. Yeah, it was a lot of shocked faces. I don't think they they thought somebody was coming back into the game, Brandon. No, I mean, I even when it was happening, well, first of all, the comeback challenge, we'd all gone to bed. Because we were like, oh, Stan studying all night. I mean, initially, this is some behind the scenes tea. Is we that tribal council area? We were just gonna like throw them there the whole night with the lights on and like film this. Well, everyone's like, no, we're going to bed. And then Stan's like, well, I'm not going to bed. And we're like, okay, so we only need like one filmer sporadically getting up throughout the night. So then we ended up all going to bed. Um, and then we woke up, and then Jack came back, and we were like, oh my gosh, it's like it's already we're getting blindsided already. So then the swap was happening and I was like the whole night because like, you know, when you host this thing, you naturally like your brain rolls with it. Right. So I was like, how is Stan to come back? Like, oh, my gosh, he's going to be so mad. So then I was like reconditioning my brain because I was like, oh, Jack's back. So now I need to figure out how to to, like get my brain rolling with this. So when that happened, too, I was just as like, let's see what happens as everyone else was when they saw him for sure. And I knew Jack was going to cause some ruckus. So I was excited, too. And it was nice coming back in that scenario of that swap because there, at that point there was only four people out of the other 20 players that I had even played with. So I felt like I was getting a pretty clean slate. Uh, and I, on my new tribe, I only ended up with Angie, which is probably the last person I wanted to see. But I felt like I had a, a fresh opportunity, especially being on a tribe with some of the guys that I really wanted to play with. To just watch Jack, I could watch your energy, your reaction after you win. Like every time you become so alive, and it's just, it's literally addictive. Like, I just want to watch more and more of it. Oh, what did Naomi? They were not ready for Jack's return. 
I don't think I was ready. <laughs> um, so Jack, you swap into this brand new tribe, and they go right into a team endurance immunity challenge. And this is a challenge that some people have seen before. If you watch Australian Survivor or live reality games, it I, I don't know what it's called, but it's where you hold your hands out and there's a thing that you're holding onto with another person. Uh, Jack, I was just first curious if you've played this before in another game. Yeah, I think I've played this a, a few times. I remember okay. I played it in Survival Challenge that that very first okay. time. I think I played, I did that challenge in South Africa as well. It's it's a challenge I know very well and that I know I don't like. I think the name for it is, is called Torture. Um, but yeah, it was... Our, our, the coming into that new tribe after the swap, I felt very, very good about my tribe's challenge strength we had some beasts but that specific challenge i think is really anyone's game doesn't favor any gender any size it's it's really just about toughness uh and as you can see with my uh mental fortitude and studying for the comeback challenge i'm not the, the toughest uh mofo around so i was like all right we'll see what we can do but it was are funny are they oh, heavy i you know i could hear them go thunk as they hit the ground but are they heavy what are they made of they were heavy. They were like ceramic or something, but it was like, yeah. and you couldn't like grab it. Obviously, it was just like your palm. So like, your whole hand just goes numb by the end of it, and like your whole arm, like from like your fingertips all the way to your shoulder. Yeah. Like it was a, it's a lot tougher. Like Macy said it in like the challenge. Like it's way harder than it looks on YouTube because that, like my arm was like per, like for a good solid two hours after was still sore. And it's funny from my past experience with that challenge. I kind of knew that the strategy was sort of to to drop half of the tiles and just break off into pairs. That way you can just worry about like one arm instead of having to do two. And I kept suggesting that to my tribe real subtly. And I think it was Elder specific or like Elder and James were like, nah, let's not do that. I was like, all right. Like and then eventually he was like, yo, I'm gonna drop this one. And then they were like, oh wait, that's actually a good idea. I was like, yeah, you just wasted 20 minutes of my time. But because uh, I was trying to just give that idea like thrown out there because I knew it was the best strategy, but they kept shutting it down, so I didn't want to push it too hard. <laughs> and that clearly helps some tribes. I mean, that it's a tough challenge. I've played it once before too, and it, it, it burns. My favorite um, hot take from it was Bergen and Serena when they do their yoga pose together, and he goes, oh, yeah, there it is. Like, <laughs> like, he, like he got the kink out of his back. That's my favorite moment, Bergen. Thank you very much. Also, just since we're here, the al another alternative title of this episode could be Burger, Bergie. Yeah. Is it his? It, let, let's be clear. This is his first name, right? Yeah, I love that too, and I it struck me, and I thought, what? <laughs> yeah, it was very funny. Who was that? Was it Elaine? That was Elaine. That? Eventually, Elaine just started calling him an old Burger. <laughs> so yeah. it was a, it was a classic nickname. Yep. Yep. And Janicky too. It was so funny when Dom and I were going through the footage and he like, we were like talking about what she was like, just leave the cameraman correcting him 80 times, correcting them 80 times. Because it was so much more funny when they would say the name, Kristen would be like, burger. And she'd be like, burger? It's like, no burger. <laughs> it was great. That is funny. I could use a compilation of that, Brandon. Let's, I'll, let's tell, I'll get let's tell on the it. editors. You, you can use that in a quiz the next time. How many names was that guy called? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so we're back at camp, friends. And so strategy really takes off. There's a lot we could talk about. Um, first, I kind of want to start with you, Jack, because you're back in the game. You're you're sussing out this new tribe and the dynamics. It's shaking out. And I think you had a pretty good sense. Yeah, at least in your confessionals, you kind of broke down what was going on in your tribe for us. Can you kind of break us down one more time what was happening? Yeah, so I love the the collection of people that I, I went back to camp with. Uh, I love working with bros, so seeing all the bros on my tribe, I was very excited. But I kind of immediately recognized I was in a lot of danger because both Ryans had three-plus rounds of safety. I think Elder had three, and other Ryan had four. Uh, so that left myself and Angie, who were... At that point, so had, had something of a rivalry, even though we both tried to play it off. And then it left James, Carter, and Daniel, who, who may have been the tightest trio in the game. And so I realized that if we go to Tribal, even though I want to work with Daniel, James, and Carter, uh, they're not going to vote each other out. So even if we go Angie first, if we go to one more Tribal, it's almost obviously going to be me. So I had to kind of flip the narrative, go to Angie and say, like, hey, if we gun for each other, it's just going to be us, boom, boom. We have to try to get the Ryans on board with us and take out this trio. Um, that was my general strategy. I felt like Angie was kind of on board with it because it almost like I can't. My cards were so on the table, right? Because if I wanted Angie out, I like I knew I was going to be the next one. So, and I felt the, that the opposite held true. So I really just put that out to her and hope that we can figure something out. Uh, but it was it was it was tough. It was a tough spot when two of your tribe is safe for three rounds and three of your tribe is a tight trio, and then the other person is the person who voted you out. I always think that takes some good gaming guts too. When you go when you're back in a game or you get swapped away from an enemy, and then mm. you want to potentially use them as an ally later on in yeah. the game, and that's exciting to watch too. Yeah, because I I could just go for Angie, and but in my mind that saves me for one round. Whereas if I could pick up Angie and actually form a solid alliance, that could get me to the end of the game. So I'd rather t make a ballsy move and go home than not do anything and go home a round later. And Angie is concerned; she's the only female, so mm. she's she's already thinking. But I I have a theory here, guys. I have a theory, and I I'm gonna call it the 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 curse of the T-shirt twist. Because I feel like the t-shirts, the, um, the color of the t-shirt is really maybe creating where the strategy is going. So Jillian, I don't know if you saw the opening for episode one, but they were divided initially into these right. three groups that weren't yep. tribes. So there might have been deals made. There might. This is my theory. I don't know. I wasn't in the mix. I was just taping it. But there, uh, there, there could have been deals made. There could have been conversations where maybe, yeah, I'd like to work with you moving forward. But there was never any tribal council to test these alliances. So nothing was set in stone. And coming into this point in the game, they're mentioning there's so many green shirts around. And they're really, really looking at this as problematic. And I wonder if it's just literally a visual thing. Mm. Because, again, I, I want to go back to the, these weren't alliances or tribes at the start of the game and they never went to tribal council so i don't know if that's what's ha happening here i think i think that's i think that's very salient and you're absolutely I, I completely agree with you kirk um this is like more of like a visual bias although it's not intentional um i think when people see you know your fellow purples or your fellow greens your fellow oranges whether or not you're actually working with them or you have a deal with them you kind of like 
oh, but they're wearing the same shirt as me. Like there is some sort, and especially when it gets mixed up very early in the game. Um, whether people admit it or not, I'm pretty sure there's some sort of color bias simply by the shirts that the people were wearing, right? Like no matter how much I did or did not want to, like you know, like Katie by her wearing orange and then Cam the same thing with Serena by them wearing green. Like there is some sort of implicit, like not impl whether how strong or weak that is, there is something there. I think, and then that goes to show with with actually Derek and Elizabeth. They're the youngest fans. They're both wearing orange, orange, orange shirt, and then the orange thing. And then you had them. They're like, we kind of have to stick together. Whether or not that was you know intentional, they they kind of like just they're orange, orange. Let's let's. And I, I was surprised actually in Cam's tribe. There were four oranges, like four fans, Savannah, Katie, Elizabeth, and Derek. And I didn't even see that till now, but like those four could have been like, you know, Sam just got blind. And Katie knows fully exactly what happened in our tribal. And I didn't realize the fans are like, all right, they're just going to pick us off because the famous and the favorites are going to work together. Um, but but I don't know. Like, obviously, there there is some sort of that, but I think... Cam will just jump the gun and just like, take them all. <laughs> I, I also think with... Go ahead, Cam. Oh, I was going to say, like, I think there's, like, a subconscious, like, underlying tone through it all. That's more than anything. Because for me, when I got to, not to jump too much, but, like, I saw Hannah had a green shirt. She was the only green shirt. So for me, that was like a, hey, let's talk. We are favorites. We can kind of not work something out. It's not, like, implicitly, like, right. we're working together. But at the same time, that is something of a unifier. I think for our tribe, the Owatonna tribe, at least, like it wasn't like uh, we have to get McCray out because it's, he's a famous person because we we're working with Bergen. And then for you too, like it wasn't like we have to get the favorites out or fans out. It was just like me, Serena, and Bergen were that that tight three. We really picked from the jump. So I don't think there was an implicit bias in that. Right. Like we have to get the fans and favorites out only, or fans and famous out only. But I've, I mean, on the Orange tribe, Jack's tribe, it was back to back purple. So. I think when you see three purple go out and then an orange, you're like, the green is this dominant force that's calling all the shots when it's just like two tribes went to two different or four separate tribal councils. So the I also think it's going to be twisted for sure. I also think it's extra, it's an extra factor with the green tribe because that's the tribe that has the favorites that are all alumni of this event that already kind of have a pre existing connection. Whereas on the famous tribe, I had never met anybody on my tribe before. It's my allegiances to the famous. While I do think I, I had some, some, I naturally gravitated towards that group a little bit just because we sort of had that initial sense of unity. I'm not as al allied with the famous tribe as someone on the green tribe might be because they already know that person, right? Like if we play survival challenge and I'm on the favorites tribe with like Anthony, Brendan, Ryan Kaiser, all, all these people, like I am going to work with them because they're also played that event before. I mean, we would have worked together, Jack, easily. Like, if we were yeah. at any point in the game, like, you don't even need to say anything. Like, that's implicit trust right there. But because you've known each other from before, and I guess mm. we, we talked about this after the game, like, we didn't know a lot of the people that were there before, which is fair game. It's it's, yeah. it's part of the game, you know? Like, um, and I actually was even telling, like, Lance about this. He's like, we don't know we have i haven't i personally haven't even been on production and lift the game i'm same with jack so i love the experience and like i love to be part of the lift the game family but at the end of the day like it's who you know in the words of sandra diaz twine we don't got time it's who you know you just well, I, was, I, 
so that's what was really interesting going into this season after like <clears throat> hosting this for five years is I actually find those relationships to actually be the thing that does you in in the game I think every mm -hmm. season that we've had and I don't mean this in a bad way people that were close friends before walked out not friends because this person had so much reliance on their friend but at the end of the day everyone's coming for their charity and that's what I find so right. fascinating is like yeah. that power of the charity sometimes yep. you know dwind, like blurs the sense of like outside the game friendship so I'm it's I would have been I would have been interested to see too how y'all like just in general how like good friends would have gone in the game further how had that happened you know yeah. it's very interesting to me like I find it fascinating especially having returnees too and I, you know, and I think that's part of what I think, too, uh, about Survivor. Um, years in the very beginning, the, it was pure. No, there wasn't that much social media yet. There weren't all the, you know, the live to give, the, all the different live games, the orgs, the, all of that. Um, and then slowly but surely, everybody sort of got to know each other, if nowhere else but on an online game in a something, something, something. Um, so I'm sure that Survivor casting has a really hard time trying to find people who who know who do not know anybody uh and one of their questions is do you know anybody who's been on survivor well yeah right who's gonna who's gonna say yeah you know or do you know you know they just ask a question which i'm sure is leading to would they know people but i think that you know it's kind of like a it used to be they were playing in a desert and now they're playing in a bar because everybody's met everybody in some fashion. Um, and there's no way it's pure anymore uh, because they do. Everybody knows everybody from events, from online, from social media, from something um, and got to know them a little bit more. So uh, I would venture to believe that everybody who plays every season if they were honest, would say, oh, yeah, I knew him from this game or I knew her from that game or whatever. Um, but, you know, way back in my day and the other day, it wasn't the social media or the games, the online games uh, to play. And I just have one question, too, about your first episode. Everybody's marching in, which is awesome, with their colored shirts on, and it's great. And you can see exactly who's who. Did those tribes, teams, what did you know that they were going to be switched up right away? And how did you guys feel? Kind of figured. Yeah. I kind of figured. I was telling everyone in that social, I'm like, y'all, we're not starting on these tribes. Oh. I actually made a, it to a point to talk to other people on other tribes. I like talked to Megan, to Angie, to James, to Carter, like, you know, because I knew, like, I have a game, you know, actually Cam and them are right. Like, I was playing the game from the start. My, like, heads are spinning. I'm like, okay, I got the fans. I'm friends with them. Let me try to, I mean, Elaine talked a lot. Like, fully knowing that if there was going to be uh, some combination tribe, I might end up with people, like, that I'd be cool with. Actually, if I was put on Jack's tribe instead of Jack, I'd be, like, Megan, Derek, Angie, a Andrea were four people I was, like, super tight with and, like, that's from the social and like i knew but then everyone's like no we're gonna it's gonna be like the 888 i'm like that's too easy guys come on like it can't be that easy what did you guys think cam and jack wondering i i am not the twist person i'm like they said that we're gonna be fans versus favorites versus famous so it's gonna be us but i did not see that coming the original swap I did not see the bring battle back redemption redemption channel challenge coming back. Like I didn't see any of that coming. Like I was like, oh, okay, here we go again. Another twist that I didn't see coming, but I had no idea. 
See, uh, like, oh, Jack, go. Yeah, I mean, doing some of like the live to give minis and stuff in the past, I knew that they always have twists up their sleeve. So I did expect us to stay in our original groups for a couple votes. Uh, and I'd been trying to tra- strategize and, and plan out a little bit how that could go. So I, I wasn't shocked when we got swapped up, but I definitely was caught off guard. But throughout the whole game, I mean, eventually you just learn that there, there's always going to be some sort of twist in store. Yeah, like I think I, I mentioned it in the episode two. Like I should have thought, oh my God, I should have just like sat down and been like, listen, Live to give us so many swaps and twists that there can't not be a twist in the final 20. Because Serena, if you guys don't remember, I was like, Serena, but like, if Katie goes home and it's you and me, and I knew I was in the bottom of that four, the four that we had, I'm like, but like, um, I mean, you do what you want to do, but then like, should we flush Cam's idol and then take out Katie next so that you mean Bergen move on to the swap or something like that? And at that moment when Katie, when it seems like, no, just bank on the swap, bank on the swap, bank on the swap, just take the risk, just don't say anything. And then I had, because I think the vote was Katie still at that time, because before I even mentioned, I even agreed the, the moment I said your name, Cam, that's when kind of like it kind of came all the way down for me is that. Yeah. I do think it would have been really interesting if we had started out in those original groups of eight, though. I think that I think each group would have had a really uh, perhaps a pretty crazy dynamic. I don't know. I was excited to play with the famous group, but. Yeah, I mean, it's always going to be hectic in okay. starting with Survivor. Yeah. Let, I think it let, would have been fair. I think, I think I agree with Jack. Like, if we had a chance, all right, a famous person votes a famous out if they lose. A favorite would vote a favorite out if they lose, and they're all in the same playing field. And the fans who've never played before all would vote out one or two of them, and let that because it's a very different dynamic. The famous is the celebrity status, and who knows who. The favorites who's played before, like the connections are going to be there, and the fans are fairly new. It's so like there's three little microcosms of the theme in the three right. different tribes, and then you swap a 20. I thought that the, if they kept that twist, that would still be a very good dynamic because, um, you know, you guys got there's three de- very, very, very different dynamics. Absolutely. And just like what Jillian said, this is the ifs that Survivor players and fans can go on for literally an eternity with. But Alex, I have the same question. If in this scenario, all of you had to vote out one person from the original fans versus favorites versus famous tribe, who would have been your target if the twist was in round, everybody's going to vote one person out in the original tribes? Or teens, whatever it was called. Uh, who who is that for, Alex? For, for each of you, because each of you is from one of those original groups. So, I if you care to share, Cam, who would have been your target? Kirk, it's like you're doing confessionals again. This is so funny. Yeah. Um, I'm. Uh, I'll leave it at Elder. I was um, nervous uh, about his strategy. Look, watching him on season four, I think that's what everyone was kind of saying. But the favorites, you can look back and see their gameplay. I think Elder is so smart, and like we think very similarly, but have different means of executing that. That I just can't like. Uh, Elder, my answer is Elder. Yeah. Okay, you can vote him out in round five. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's like permanently safe in this game. Okay. I would have been the Lance of that tribe. I've been like, oh, well, he's safe for, uh, forever. Yeah. Too, but. Um, Stan. 
Do you know who you would have targeted? Um, I think so from what we were kind of feeling out because there's strategy going on in the fans tribe already. But when we were thinking oh. we had a contingency plan, if we were going to do orange, I definitely was working with Katie and Andrea. And I think they have Lance with that, us. And then I was really close with Derek and Ryan and then Andrea. So probably Elizabeth would be the only one that I had no connection with um, in the game at all. Sweet, sweet, sweet girl. But I wasn't going to vote out anyone. I just formed like pretty strong relations unless the tribe really wanted someone. Then I just have to go with it. Of course. And then Jack, I probably what people are more waiting for is what would the famous do in this scenario? Who would they who would they go after? Um, so up top, I really wanted to work with Aaron and Elaine just because I'm a big Survivor fan. And I also thought that Aaron could be a shield for me in the game. And, and I feel like Elaine, not only is she such a great presence, but she is pretty agreeable. Like, you don't have to be scared that Elaine's going to, like, stab you in the back. Uh, so I wanted to work with them, too. And then I was a little bit worried about the kind of trio of Carter, James, and Bergen that I sort of thought would work together coming in. So ideally, I think I would have targeted one of them. Uh, but I could also see a scenario in which, like, the, the me and the survivors group up with that trio and make a couple easy votes against, like, McRae and Macy and just hope to get to a swap. Although I really liked McRae and Macy at the, at the uh, pregame summit or whatever you want to call it. So I think ideally I could have worked with them as well and, and gone for – I don't know if it would be better to take out Bergen or to split up Carter and James, but – Probably maybe like a James, honestly, because I, I really wanted to work with Carter. So having him freed up from James could have been really good for my game. Absolutely. Yeah, they researched us. I know. Everyone researched everybody. A little Everyone bit. researched everybody. They knew. Yeah. They just all they had to do was scroll down my Twitter, see me gassing you up on the circle. Like, oh, it is what it is. I don't think we were one of the major duos. I don't think so. But the last minute addition was, yeah. was that was very salient. Who's this to we were definitely so, researched. There again, nobody doesn't know anybody. Everybody knows everybody from something. So I, I also would just, you mentioned James and it brought to mind one of my favorite moments of this uh, episode was James and the tree. Now that could have been a great uh, tagline. I mean, that was so hysterical. I mean, there's the idol sitting in the you know the knot of the tree and james walks by and then he walks by and then he stands there like la 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 with his eyes darting from side to side <laughs> it's like you know i'm just grab it dude go <laughs> but it was i just love that it was you know i call that episode james and the tree <laughs> that was another moment like the stan and jack at redemption kind of dichotomy and then the james and ryan idol scene like i found my kirk you were there at the original tribe i found my idol and i was like on the side of the road i was like i found it and i did a professional <laughs> like here's my idol and like meanwhile james has like a full like monologue of like do i grab it do i not grab it and like that kind of tension then you just cut to him like with it like that was like pops to the editors again they're killing it this season because that was amazing that, that was great that was very entertaining it was like two completely different strategies because we see James and even though he knows Ryan saw it, he's still trying to play dumb. Like, no, I didn't. What? Huh? I don't have anything, which is just I love. But then we see Derek with, um, oh, oh who was it? Megan? Yep. Yeah. So Derek and Megan are searching for it. And clearly everybody's idle searching together. We can talk about this too. If, if this is kind of like a strategy and survivor group idol hunts, but 
there's a completely different reaction. I mean, I think there's a way that Derek probably could have snuck this away or only told one person, but he turned this, Jillian, <laughs> into everybody's idol. Yep. Of yeah. course, that's what he said, but then he said no. <laughs> it's professional. So he the, made everybody think that they were, it was theirs, but yep, right. Well, that's the question I have. Did he actually make them think that? I'm unsure. Like, we see him say that, and we see them standing there, but my, my question is, do those three really perceive that idol as potentially being used for them? I don't know. I don't know. You know, they, he's got such a sweet, kind face. Maybe they did think that he was going to be. Obviously, I don't know him as well as you all know him, but, you know, he's, he's believable, so... Uh... You know, you talked about group uh, hunting for idols. I, 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 maybe if you watched my season, which I'm very sorry if you did, uh, because it's not my favorite season. Um, you know, the, it was the elephant dung. I'm still, I still get notes from people. You know, hey, elephant dung lady or whatever, elephant dung woman. If, come on. Well, I discovered very quickly that nobody wanted to do anything about finding elephant dung. I thought. Cool. So off I went into the jungle under the pretext. Well, I was because I did want elephant dung because it does keep bugs away. But nobody wanted to go with me. So I could go all by myself and look everywhere in the elephant dung, yes, and brought it back. But nobody went with me. I had, and of course, production didn't catch either because I didn't say to them, hey, by the way, I'm going to pick up elephant dung while I'm looking for an idol. They didn't even follow me looking for elephant dung because nobody knew what I was doing. <laughs> this is the most fantastic strategy. I'm going to go look for poop, everybody, so nobody <laughs> comes with you. <laughs> and, and, the, and the other if version, Jillian finds... And I would have gone with you, Jillian, because it, it's true. She's, she's a nurse. I had a tick attached to me at Survival Challenge, <laughs> and I'm screaming like a banshee, like coming in, like, I don't know what to do. You think I never played this game or any iteration before. She comes up with a credit card in two seconds, pops the sucker out completely, and saves my life. So, Dillian, thank you. It's, it's funny because the same thing happened, like someone in Real Foot this last year was like, hey, got a tick. And I think I, we were playing Exploding Kittens in the, the the ranch where where the production was and i'm like are you kidding me a tick so i went took the golf cart went and i just pulled the tick from like and squeezed it in front of the person i'm like that's how you get rid of a tick my friends and i just went right back well kirk i'm very glad the tick was on the front of your leg <laughs> I'm not sure i would have been keen to help out if it was elsewhere uh, but yeah it was fine i took it off True, I've heard some horror stories about locations of ticks. Yep. Anyways, um, to get back on track, Cam, your tribe ends up losing the team endurance challenge and has to go to the only tribal council this round. So we're only losing one person. But and you're sitting there with an idol. What's what's your what's your game plan? We kind of saw it play out. You clearly were feeling you weren't feeling vibes with Katie anymore. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. We're best friends. Um, no, I mean, honestly, uh, going into that, I was like, okay, just came off of two back-to-back -back tribals. This is going to be it. We have a new tribe. I get to the tribe. I'm looking at it. It's a sea of orange. I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of cause for concerns. Um, Katie and I get partnered up randomly to do like the thing. We're the last ones, too. 
I thought that was gorgeous. Katie was a badass during that challenge, by the way. She's like contorting. She's going full yoga mode. Um, and then, you know, heading back to tribal, we get back and it's like, Kirk, you were there. It was just like an awkward middle school dance. We're in a circle and no one would leave it. People are getting picked off one by one for confessionals. And I was like, it's me. There's no way that the fans don't have this pre-existing thing. So I go to the only thing I know how. It's like me and Katie aren't vibing. I'm not going to say her name. I was lucky that Derek was like, do you want to do Katie? I was like, well, if you guys want to do Katie, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think in the back of my mind, uh, me, Derek, and Katie went to back-to-back tribals the first night. And that didn't do well for our game. Derek was the only one on his tribe, so... He felt a little more comfortable to go under the radar. But, I mean, Macy and Savannah, you saw it this episode. They wanted to play. Savannah said it during Tribal. She was like, I'm ready to play. I feel like I haven't been playing, and now is the time. And, like, Macy and Savannah are, like, a perfect one-two punch because Savannah truly, like, comes up with this articulate, like, lays out everything on the table. And then Macy is so emphatic with her responses that you're like, Oh yeah, like no doubt. Like Macy's on board because she she couldn't contort herself in that way that she's not agreeing with that. So they ran it. I was like, I I did throw Katie under the bus, but then Macy and Savannah came up to me and were like, It's Hannah, just do it. And then from that moment on, they kept giving me like winks. Like Macy the entire time at Tribal was like winking at me like like winking. And I was like, Okay, I'll vote for Hannah, but if it's me, I'm gonna be really upset. So I mean Props to them. I really didn't want to see Hannah go simply because of the green shirt. And then there was four against me and Macy, but pulling a green. So, I mean, I think Macy and Savannah were the stars of that episode. But absolute MVPs. I completely agree. The edit, one two punch, is the best way to say it. That is a dynamic duo, and I hope I hope they stay on my screen. I I just really adore these two together. Yeah, and, like, it just, like, both of them were so excited to play, and, like, Macy, too, like, I think everyone underestimated her a ton, like, even on production, like, even us, uh, when you're playing with her, you just, like, are so kind of captured in her essence, is the best way to say it, but, you're like, you don't think she's making these game moves that, like, benefit her long term, but, like, when she's laying it out in confession, I think she is, like, the best, most strategic confessional giver this season or maybe like a rival to that this season but like i did i had no idea she was playing that hard and like she was thinking that strategically the that the entire time she was her and savannah were playing the game and what i love about savannah too is like as like when we were casting fans because there were so many applicants even in her interview she's like yep 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 she's like just like going like she's like so like giddy about it and that's what makes us makes me so excited to even watch her and even going through her footage because everything she does is so like i'm a huge fan and it's just funny fun to watch how like how fast her mind goes honestly yeah i mean i think that was super interesting for me because it had i knew the dynamic to watch because I found the dynamic, I mean, obviously, I lived through the dynamic of Cam and Katie with the eye roll and Katie throwing out burgers. You know, like, but she's a, but he's immune. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. Yeah. And I mean, like, I thought, well, once again, the editing, the nuances of the editing, because like Katie and I were like getting along great, everything but gameplay. Like, the gameplay wise, we were just not lining up. Mm-hmm. Like, from the jump, she saw me as a threat. We just were not 
ever able to play the game together, unfortunately. But like that intro, we like we had tons of moments of just like little jokes and back and forth. So like I really liked Katie, but it just like our gameplay wasn't lining up. So I was like, if one of us has to go, because like when you get there, like with the presence, like the Hannah Macy Savannah majority that wasn't a majority, like they just had such a dominant presence on that tribe where you're like, okay, whatever you guys want to do, just don't be me. Like, I'll, I'll do whatever you guys want. Just please spare me for this round. So, I mean, our gameplay never really lined up. Maybe it will in the future, who knows? So my question is, Cam, though, I guess now that we're on, the, but whatever, Um, when did the vote shift from Katie to me? Was it right away or is it late? And what triggered it? Because I knew I you guys was- wanted Katie, and I really, I was really pondering to myself. I'm like, should I just shut up and let Katie go? Because, because if that, if I don't make any waves, I, I'm with you. Because I didn't want to come after you at all. I really, really didn't. Because we had that thing from the start, and I know likewise. But like, when did it? Because I know obviously the edit's gonna show one thing, but yeah, I mean, I think the edit was per- pretty fair. I mean, I went into it once again, like I had the McCray vote at the first one that I would let. I was like, he saw this, he shouldn't have found it. I need this to be gone. And then I wanted to keep you around, obviously, that second vote out. But then Bergen was pretty adamant. And the one thing that shook me from like the Katie to you was just simply I didn't want to create too many waves of Bergen and feel like he couldn't trust me. Like he just took a bullet for me metaphorically by voting out of famous person when he's only famous left so that's that was just, yeah so i have another question for you cam you have an idol was there ever any consideration to use or, or give this idol to hannah because you wanted to, her to stick her or stick around you know i'm probably the worst person to get an idol truly i wanted to play it the first round with mccray even though it's pretty straightforward Wanted to play it the second round. Like, you saw how stressed I was when I saw my name written for the second time. I wanted to play it for myself the third time, and I sat on it again. So I'm the worst person to have it. I truly didn't know if it was Hannah or not. So for me to play that, I don't, it's like especially when it's Hannah and Macy kind of softballing that up, why would they eat into their own this early? So I was just kind of like, you know, I don't want to play it now. This is way too early. But, I mean, if it's me this time, I go home and go home with it in my pocket, but I was not playing that idol this round, unless it was like, I was for sure had an inclination that it could or would be made. Absolutely. Yeah. Makes sense. And just speaking of the idols, no idea Derek had an idol. I was just so focused on like surviving that round. So when I think it was Katie at that tribal was like, oh, I think someone's got the idol. I was like, what is she talking about? We haven't even talked about idols at all. So I had no idea Derek had an idol. He told everyone else on his tribe, but he did a pretty good job swapping back to like not really setting off any radars, at least with me. So, Brandon, that brings us to the close of episode three. Can you tease us a little bit of what's coming for episode four? Um a lot of chaos and a lot of emotions actually i think this this episode might surprise some people um it's actually i think gonna be a really really good episode when all is said through kind of in a holistic sense that's kind of what i i think it wraps up live to give really well is what i'll say i guess i, I that's my teaser uh, awesome when is, when is this uh when's the episode dropping november 21st 
So not this Sunday, but the next. Um, same thing, 5 o'clock at the uh, Rogers Imagine on the big screen or 6.30 p.m. Central Time on YouTube. So, so abs yeah. absolutely, friends, if you are in the area, if you're in Minneapolis, definitely head over to Rogers to watch Survivor on the big screen. I think that's one of the coolest things, one of the best uh, vendor relationships or charitable relationships you have, Brandon. That's so cool to do. Um, they also have an invite out. I don't know if it's public, but to the, the finale party. So some people are flying in to see that, which is very cool. And just as a reminder, the day before that, uh, Brandon, I think your microphone is, is um, acting up right now. Um, uh, the day before will be our game night here at Live Reality Games. We hope that you join us for that night as we give back to you guys for supporting us this past year and a half, both with subscriptions and um, with your donations for keeping our channel afloat with our StreamYard costs. We always appreciate that. Uh, Cam? We're still gonna watch you coming up in the upcoming rounds. Jack's back in it. He's gonna be around. And Stan, unfortunately, he's not gonna be on the camera, but he is gonna be having a great time in the garage playing some cornhole. Yep. With yeah, our buddy. He's in Thunder Rosa, and what a great place to be. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. Thank you guys for having me, Kirk. Yeah. Um, it awesome. was so much fun. Thanks so for coming on. Jillian, um, for people to find you, of course, you can always go to uh, realityrally.com um, or follow any of her social media as well. Jillian, it's always a pleasure to have you. Thanks so much for uh, coming on the podcast again. Well, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure being had. <laughs> I love being part <laughs> of all of this. So thank you so much. And uh, uh, yeah, I'll keep watching and uh, I, you know, I'll be dropping comments in there. I was a few minutes late this time. I think the time change or something screwed me up um so yeah i'll definitely be on and i'm watching i'm hooked um i i love watching it and the same thing with survival challenge i mean i was there a few years ago as you know it was the tick episode um but uh, um i love watching all of this you know and I, why i love it so much is i'm so fascinated at how well both you know i haven't seen too many of the other live survivor like games but both brandon yours and john and his tribe for survival challenge it is so like survivor uh yeah except i have to say though that in uh, the live to give you know there were lots of extra clothings and there were lots of little snacks going around and crackers and all that sort of stuff and i loved it when people said oh my gosh this is so hard i'm thinking what you've got lots of clothes you're eating crackers and passing them around and you know, there's all this whatever um but it the challenges and everything you guys have done a brilliant job and all your twists and turns and anybody who plays either of these games and possibly others i don't know about uh, which actually let me know so I could start watching the others. Um, if, you know, you go to them and play it, apply to get in. And first of all, that's the experience alone, trying to get into one of these games. And I'm a queen of that. I mean, eight years and 20 applications. Um, but then you're either going to know, yes, you want to get on to The Survivor, or hell no, it's not for me. So uh, well done, Brandon, and thank you for including me. And Kirk, thank you. I think you're filming and editing and everything is brilliant. I mean, I thought I was watching Survivor. <laughs> so I just filmed, the editors are, are 
kings and queens in my world. I don't know how they do their magic. Um, and I agree with you, Jillian. The opening to Live to Give looks like an actual opening of one of the first like 10 to 15 years of Survivor. It's, yep. it's go a gorgeous intro. So yep. well done. Um, Jack, it's always a pleasure seeing you, my friend. It feels like I just walk into an event and there you might be. And <laughs> it's always it's always great. And I think we should take whoever said this, it might have been you on this offer. John Vitea, listen to Jack. There should be a favorites tribe someday. And um, some of those people would make an excellent two-time cast at Survival Challenge. So just putting that out there, John, Andy, Chacha Witches, everybody, I'm with, think I'm about with it. That. It'd be pretty sweet. And like I said, Cam will be watching. Moving on forward, hopefully we'll get you back on the podcast, my friend. And Brandon, thanks for joining us. I hope you come back on for a recap before the end of the season. Thanks for hosting. Nice meeting you all. Nice to meet you, Julian. Thanks for having us. see you guys soon. And tomorrow, I'll be recapping Survivor 41 right after the episode with the LRG Surviving Real Foot. Ooh. See you then.